The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Hi, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, we're only 31 donations away from Drunk Saints History Season 2, so get on it, people. It's the gift that gives all year long. $20, you get Season 2. We'll have, we have special guest stars. We have topics galore. And tonight, we have the return of Kevin Held. He's kind of not really back, but he's able to join us tonight. And whenever we can have Kevin, it means you get... The football knowledge. Kevin, I know you broke down the tape of Minnesota and the Eagles. Uh, he, he's watched the whole season like seven times yeah, in the last Yeah, he has. Year. Yeah. Um, so, Kevin, before we get to your Right, ta- Kevin? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, before we get to your tape analysis of the Vikings and the <laughs> Eagles, um, I feel like that beatdown just like washed their miracle play away. Like it's just going to be forgotten forever because now it's going to be like, remember that great play? What happened the next week? They got their ass handed to them. Like it couldn't have gone better if you're a Saints fan. Uh, yeah. Um, I see, I got tainted because I just felt. Like I guess I had seen all of the uh, the dickheaded Eagles fans yeah. on Twitter beforehand, like throwing throwing full beer cans at like Vikings <laughs> fans on the way to the stadium, and I was just like, "Yeah, I, I really, uh, yeah, fuck the Eagles." Um, uh, now, now that said, you know, I guess we kind of have to root for the Eagles. Uh, I mean, yep, I mean, uh, yep. I mean, look, we I'd like to think that that the only reason that Saints fans rooted for the Patriots last season was because it was the Falcons. Otherwise, we would have been rooting for whoever came out of the NFC. We would have. Uh, but, Andrew, looking at that game yesterday, I, it gave me a little sense of not feeling as bad. Look, the Minnesota game was horrible, the ending of it. But I watched the game yesterday, and I was like, I don't think any team in the NFL, even the Patriots yesterday, were beating the Eagles in that stadium. Like, Nick Foles you know, had, so, had the game of his life. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't think the Saints would have lost 38-7, to but they weren't winning yesterday. Like, yeah, I, I think our secondary was is too banged up, I think, to be able to, to have won that game. And, I mean, you never know. Like, it, it's very different when you're going 
you know, with that, you know, that matchup. I mean, it's just a different game. You, you never know how Breeze plays. So I, I don't want to assume we'd lose, but you know, I, I was just, it was just so dark for me and so disappointing going, going into the game. Like I, I didn't really think about any scenario that could make me happy. Like I was just, I was just kind of bitter, but what I didn't expect was that an Eagles blowout, like you said, it kind of made me feel better because it was kind of, two-pronged I mean I've been paying attention to, to Twitter and and Vikings fans and I just feel like they're they so are, convinced they're broken they're so con- yeah they're so convinced they're cursed and they're so depressed that like the mood now it, it's almost like the Saints game doesn't matter because it's not like like they had an axe to grind with us but it's not like we're the Falcons you know so it's not like it's super or the rivalry is not like us and the Falcons so it's not like it supersedes they're heartbroken. We're never going to win a Super Bowl mentality. So I just feel like the Saints game almost doesn't matter to them anymore. So it's almost like it didn't happen for them. So like the trolling is going to cease. And then on top of that, I just feel like the Eagles played so well that like I kind of went into that game not thinking it was a given, but thinking like, man, what an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. And like now I kind of look back after seeing them play and I'm like, Man, that would have been really tough to win. Like it, it, I don't know that we would have beaten the Eagles on the road, and I don't know that we would have beaten the Patriots. So, like, this just feels like less of a missed opportunity to me than 2011. Um, so, all that being said, like, surprisingly, after the game, I was, I was feeling a lot better about the season. Kevin, how were you? Did, did yesterday sort of soften the blow from the Minnesota game? Uh, I, I think so much was taken out of me by the Jacksonville Patriots game. (laughs) Uh, Jacksonville was so, I thought when it was 20 to 10 and it was third and 18, I was like, oh shit, we're going to have a Blake Bortles, Case Keenum slash full Super Bowl. Right. I I, I believed it. I thought it was going to happen. Right. And like, that's what happens. They, we get suckered in every time and you know, like, like, like a, like a horror movie monster in, in the eighties, they uh, they don't stay dead. Um, Dude, Bill Belichick handed it, that AFC Championship trophy to the PR guy like it, it was, was great, a, like it was a bubblegum wrapper. It was it was it's a fucking paperweight to those people, <laughs> and it's great. Like like I loathe the Patriots, but damn it, that is the kind of just fuck you swagger that that you want like every anybody that's a fan of a team wants that they like if you say you don't you're fucking lying yeah i mean we have the coach that does the skull chant before the game's over to to antagonize the fan sean you needed you needed to you needed you needed to wait until the the thing was wrapped up before you dropped that like it's like it's yeah it's it's one of those things where okay yeah he got caught and he's get he's been cracked on, and he'll get cracked on like yeah, whenever it comes Holder, up. Again. Larry Holder was like outraged. He was like, <laughs> no, I mean, he was I, way over the top. I wasn't. Who, I who deep, cares, deep down, we right. love that shit. We love that right. shit. Exactly. exactly. I, I I think Larry needs to quit hanging out with Jeff Duncan. Yeah. Is is it the classiest thing? No, but like, exactly. I don't know. Do we watch football for class? I mean, you know, like it's not golf. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you 
you you can't bag on Belichick because he's robotic and never shows emotion and and is boring as fuck, and then bang on Sean Payton because he does the skull chant when he kicks a field goal with twenty five seconds left and has a broom and takes selfies in the locker room and dances and gets excited about having a beer named after him. Like I now, just now all that being said, I completely understand why opposing fans. Oh, no, they do, Carolina. Oh. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. so much <laughs> they fuck i mean i think Caroline- I, have, I have never used the word i've never seen the the word smug used so many times <laughs> other than describing sean payton by opposing fans <laughs> kevin that's and un- the great thing about the great thing about carolina is that like so with the falcons and the saints it's like the falcons and the saints are like the two older brothers fighting and the saint, you know, the saints are the older brother, and they're just fighting with the 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 Falcons. But then Carolina is like that third brother who's like eight, who's like six years younger than the rest of them. And it's like th- those two are squabbling, and then they're like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And then you know th- they both turn around and go, "Shut up!" And you know they both just like shove them to the ground by the forehead, and then they go back to slap fighting each other. Here, here's a fun question. Meanwhile, ta- meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, the Tampa brother is at the grocery store stealing crab legs. <laughs> what game do you think has the most potential to be the Sunday night opener or the Monday night opener? Saints at Vikings uh, or Saints Carolina? Oh, I would say Saints Vikings more than anything. I don't know. I feel like the Vikings have like a lot of historical like the Packers and the Bears especially the Packers like I just feel like Aaron Rodgers coming back from injury yeah, maybe. I, I think if the Vikings are going to play I, I don't know that the Saints would supersede the, the Bears or the Packers you know especially the Packers to open up yeah maybe Atlantis, Atlanta and the Saints to open on Monday night in the Dome would be fun and the uh, Chicago Bulls are going full Pelicans by the way right now <laughs> Yakking it like up. They, they were up, what, like 10 points on the Pelicans with like yeah. four minutes left, and the Pelicans just tied. Yeah. Me, me and Andrew, hate, me and Andrew, we, we, we loathe tweet about the Pelicans now that football We hate over. watch. We hate, I mean, watch, we hate watch our own team. And then uh, celebrate when they win. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's honestly the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that, that I want to get into. 
which is weird. And either one of you can jump in here. I feel like Drew Brees. Look, I, we all kind of knew that he's coming back, obviously, and, and that's not really a summer. But the dude, like this week, like went out of the way to like torch every ounce of leverage that he has. He's like, I'm coming back. I'm not gonna talk. To, I'm not talking to other teams. And he just like burned all his leverage to the ground. Which, Kevin, I get that he's gonna come back, but like, wouldn't it be better for him to just be like, Yeah, I want to come back. Uh, but we'll see how it goes, and I'm a free agent, and, and, you know, the Saints have to make me an offer. Like, why is he going out of his way to just, like, salt the earth of, like, all his leverage? I'm going, I'm going to be, I'm, look, listen, I'm going complete 180 from my, uh, nature and, and my, you know, usual take on things. And I'm going to go complete optimism here. I think that he sees the end of the journey coming up. Yeah, I agree. And he, and he sees this as a chance to, to put, the, to put a, a fine good guy cap on his legacy. And it also helps that the team was one whacked out play away from the NFC Championship game that A... The team is the team. The team is the team still has a window to make hay and reach another Super Bowl. So he sees that as uh, he sees that there, and that uh, that's also part of the uh, factoring in with the legacy. The other thing is that okay, he already has gotten like the big max contract and and helped you know raise the bar for as like a union representative for like other guys. Right, right. So he's already gotten, he already pushed and got like a huge contract. So he's done that. He's so that way he can say he's done his duty there. So now he gets to say, all right, I will take the cap friend. I will take a cap friendly deal, a team friendly deal to make sure that we can compete during this window, which then, which then really cements his legacy with the team, with the fans and all that kind of stuff. Andrew, you had an interesting thing when we were talking. Um, it might have been Friday or one of the days uh, last week. You said that you laid it out that like Breeze is like he he he's too old to leave. He's too old to learn a new playbook. Like he's not like like he only was going to leave the Saints if he was forced to. Like if they'd have gone seven and nine again, and they were like, we're going to blow it up. But but lay, lay that out because I, I liked I liked your pitch to me the other the other day. Yeah, I mean I, I just think I mean you look at Breesell. So much of what Kevin said, I agree with you. Know, I just think he's thirty nine. I mean, is he really going to want to go move to Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah, move his kids, like do all that. Like, and honestly, like I think the Saints represent as good of a chance for him to win as anyone at this point because. You know, they just have the best draft class in the league. They have a good offense. They have a defense that's getting better. Um, you know, if they have another good offseason this year, they're an ascending team potentially. So, um, you know, I, I think, like you said, it was one thing when they were going seven and nine every year. And if they had gone six and 10 or worse this year, and then Sean Payton might be getting fired. And um, you, you have to look at all that stuff, like Sean Payton may be going and, you know, he'd have to learn a new playbook if he stayed with the Saints, and um, they might be blowing it up, and that would mean maybe another bad draft class. But like now, like things are just different. Now, there, there's no reason to leave now because he can win with the Saints, 
and he can kind of finish his career in New Orleans. He doesn't want to move his family and all that stuff. So, you know, my my gut tells me I just don't think a deal is going to get done right away. I think it might happen closer to free agency, and I think Loomis and Breeze know that. I think Loomis wants to come up with his offseason plan before he figures out how much he gives to Drew. And, you know, Drew, when he was interviewed at the Pelicans game, he was to me – he would just look so happy and excited and like about the season and like about the future. And, you know, you could just tell there was that twinkle in his eye where like, it, you know, you could tell he was really relieved that like, Hey man, at least I didn't have the last three years of seven and nine and just feeling awful. So I think, I think Breeze and Loomis probably have a handshake deal that they're going to get a deal done. And my theory about why Breeze basically came out and said like, yeah, hey, other teams, like, don't make me an offer because, like, I'm not going to accept it. My theory is that he's just like, I've got a handshake deal, so, like, don't bring me offers. But he wants to wait and see maybe what Loomis's offseason plan is before he decides how much of a discount he wants to give the team. You know, yeah. and that, that would be my theory as to, like, you know, he's not going to sign a deal because he wants to wait to see what the offseason plan is. And, you know, if, if, if Mickey Loomis tells him, look, we're going to, make a run at Jimmy Graham and bring him back, or we're going to make a run at, you know, some Jimmy other Graham's guys. Jimmy Graham's not going to be in the Pro Bowl this week, so Sean Payton can't sweet talk him and mend fences. Oh, did he pull out? He pulled out. He pulled out. Ah. So, he probably pulled out once he heard Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, since you haven't been on in a while, look, you know, me and you, our dream of the Saints trading down, like, that's just like wanting a pet unicorn. Like, at this point, we just have to let it go, right? But no, like, never, never, never. But like, do you never. think the Saints, because of how the draft class went in the off season, where they didn't go really huge in free agency, and and they've kind of not done that the last couple of years, and they've been focusing on having a solid draft and getting like middle class free agents and all that. Do you think that that switched their philosophy, or do you think that they're like, fuck it, now we got the draft class ready, baby. We got Drew Brees is starting. It's time to go YOLO and use the Loomis math. And like, we're just going to see like balls to the wall, crazy shit come March in free agency. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's go get another Cedric Ellis. <laughs> let's, let's trade up. Let's trade up into the top 10 and let's get us a Cedric Ellis. That, no. that should, that should, that should work. Uh, no, but I mean, you don't uh, think- listen, I don't know. I, I Listen, down. We can, we, everybody on Twitter can talk themselves into, oh man, we, we need, we need help in like five different places. It's, it's like, okay, you need help at line. You need help at linebacker and you need help at tight end. Those are like the two biggest, those are the two biggest things. Andrew, they're bringing so, back Ben Watson. It's not going to be Jimmy Graham, but keep going, Kevin. So, oh, I'm good. so that's what, that's what they need. That's what they should focus on. And, you know, so because they're drafting so late, maybe they stay pat where they are and then maybe they, you know, whatever the second round is, maybe they trade back in round two and get some, get extra, like Kevin, an extra round Kevin. three and an extra round four. I don't know. They're not trading down, buddy. They're listen, going. I am going to bang that. Listen, I am going to be on the trade down train until, they put, me, until just... they put me dead, until they put me in the damn ground. I'm going to be insisting that they trade down. I want them to trade down just once so me and Kevin can bathe in that euphoria. I just – because I want it to happen when we do the live draft show. I want it to happen so me and Kevin can just 
be happy and euphoric for like 15 minutes. It doesn't even have right. to be. It could just be like trade down from like 27 to 32 and like pick up a fourth. Like it doesn't even have to be like a massive. Are you are you kidding? That would be like Kevin's wet dream scenario. Trade down oh, like no, three no, no, spots no, no. Hang on pick a up a fourth. That's like the greatest concept ever. It, wouldn't they get more? I mean, no, that's about right. Like if you if you if it you, is okay. If you go from just like for 20, a couple spots, yeah. If you go from like twenty seven to thirty two, I mean, the thing is, I just the, the, we'll get into the draft, but I mean, the Saints. That's just like I don't know. I just they're they're I just Kevin. They're just never gonna do it. They Are you watching the Pelicans? They draft? won. They fucking won. The Pelicans came back from eighteen. No, 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 no. You, you're not watching, are you? Uh, no. What happened? They're up two, and they just fouled Justin Holiday at the buzzer. Are you fucking kidding For me? For three. So mm-hmm. he just made the first free throw. So now they're down one. There's 0.3 seconds left, and he's he's shooting two. He's basically shooting for the win. The second free throw is good. Are so you, now it's tied. And if he makes this last one, they're going to win. And if he misses you, it, it'll go to overtime. That's peak Pelican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made – oh, he missed it. It's going to overtime. <laughs> Wow, rattled out. Uh, the Pelicans. The Pelicans. I wasn't watching because I'm doing the podcast. My wife changed it and put on the King of Kings from like 1945. My wife. So, um, the Saints might lose Aaron Glenn, Andrew, which people are like freaking out. Last two years, we've been wanting coaches fired, and now we're freaking out that they're coach might leave you know i'm I'm gonna trust saints fans for once you know i'm always like they act like they know more than the front office but uh man they've been calling for the heads of vit and bill johnson and who was the third guy Uh, vit johnson and i feel like there's one more mcmahon special teams guy. yeah yeah greg mcmahon and uh all three left they were all replaced by guys who were much better so uh, fans are onto something here, but no, yeah, I, I don't feel good about losing Aaron Glenn. Um, that would be that would be rough. Well, I don't um, think I, the 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 guy is the guy that's the, the the rumor was the Patriots would want him if their line if the Patriots linebacker coach had got the head coach job in Arizona that Aaron Glenn might be the 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 Bill Belichick's main guy because he played for Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick really likes him. Aaron Glenn is really good, and here's the thing: like the Saints wouldn't stop him from leaving, like. Sean Payton doesn't do that. And the thing is, Kevin, like, being a coordinator for the Patriots, that's like a fast track to getting a gig. I mean, the Patriots could name me and you co-offensive coordinators and we'd be a head coach in, like, a year. Because, like, you know? Um, but Hey, Doug Marone from the uh, Sean Payton family. Oh, yeah. Did pretty good. Anybody. Uh, who, nobody else, really, right? Nobody else from the Sean Payton tree has, has gotten a head coaching gig, right? Well, Dennis Allen. Oh yeah, Dennis. Well, yeah, but he he mostly got that off the, the of Denver, not so much the Saints. Um, yeah. So before we get to to, to questions, I, I I asked this of I, I forgot to put Kevin in the text for this, but Kevin, give me because you know Ken Crawley had like the amazing, um, you know. Uh, what do you say? Uh, he made the leap most and went, improved. most improved. And then Willie Willie Sneed was like the surprise. Oh shit, he's terrible. Um, so Kevin, give me a, like a super early nominee for like player most likely to take like the leap in twenty eighteen. 
Like super. Oh, next next season? Yeah. Juge, go ahead of me. I have no I, I am <laughs> <laughs> no clue. Um yeah, that's tough, man. Um I would say well, can I go backwards? Can I say the player that I think will be awful first? Yes. I could see Ted Ginn falling off a cliff. They need to figure out something at receiver because I just have one of these feelings that like Ginn could just be awful next year. I mean, just awful. Yeah. Like so. And you know, if Okafor comes back, like an Achilles is a tough injury, so that's another guy. Um I mean I don't even know if Delvin Bro counts at this point, but I fully expect him to be awful if, <laughs> if he even plays. Uh, so those, those are just a few. Ken is a good – I didn't even think of him. He's a great choice, though, for massive regression. What about Ingram? Ingram's a good choice because he'll be 28. That's kind of yeah. up there for running back. I mean – No, Ingram's 28 now, so he'll be 27, 20, 29. I mean – I. Gin's a slam. Like Gin is the leader, and Gin's the perfect choice. Because he's old, he's like thirty-two. Yeah, and the thing is, like you just like in football, Kevin. You know, it's just like you're awesome, and then you're not. Like it doesn't. Like you know, you don't have this like nice, smooth, gradual decline like basketball or baseball. Right. Uh, you know, I would say for for a breakout guy, I think I'm uh, going. Well, hold on, I, I got to pick my breakout guy. I'm going Onyemata. Oh, that was my choice. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be good, and I I really like him. But since since you picked him, I'm gonna go um, Muhammad, and uh, okay. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be camp superstar again. Um, or Hendrickson would be oh Hendrickson could be a good choice, you know. That's a, yeah, that's not a bad call. I mean, he he he, you know, I won my bet with Brian because he he only had two sacks, but like he showed me two and a half, right? He had a get two and a half. He only had two. Uh, oh, okay. So um, he's a guy that like I could see him bumping up and being like a five and a half sack, six sack, decent guy against the run, solid, kind of like gives you close to what Okafor gave you this year. I mean, that's not uh, out of the realm of possibility. Um, so let's go to questions. Uh, oh, wait, hang on. Wait, I didn't get to answer. Okay, yeah, go. You got a name for me, Kevin? Yeah, so here's who I'm going to uh, I really like the Ted Ginn one. Um, I am so going to say, in terms of like a drop-off, I will say... And I feel bad saying it, but I'll say Cam Cam Jordan. Ooh, yeah. Like I mean, he is coming not off that a career year. Exactly. Not that I think. Not that I think he's going to be just like the drizzling shits or anything. But it's like you yes. come off being that good, you're gonna re- you're gonna regress toward. I mean, he's a de- he's a defensive thing. player of the year candidate. Yeah, and yeah. he's never been this good. He's always been like, like an eight to ten sack guy, really good against the run. This year he was thirteen and a half sacks. He's also like, never missed a game, so like at some point that, that has to. St- I mean, it's just the law of averages in the NFL. You're not going to start every game forever. Yeah. So I, I could see him having a year where he has like seven and a half sacks, like you guys say, like pretty good, still solid player, but like maybe not. 
you know, defensive player of the year. Get some sort of injury that like all year you're like, man, he doesn't look the same, but he doesn't miss any time. You know, and then like right. if the Saints don't win the Super Bowl and they get to the playoffs, then then during the week they're like, oh yeah, Cam Cam uh, Cam Jordan had a knee scope. All right, so who? This is getting too dark. Come on, <laughs> Kevin, give me your uh, your good right. player. Player who's gonna player who's gonna bring it? Who's gonna be a surprise? Our good friend Alex Anzalone. <laughs> oh, that's a good choice. They need a Riding linebacker. Into the anal zone. I forgot about him. He he was gonna he has he has the the gorgeous hair, right? He's got the yep, he does. Flowing a photo of it right now. Flowing he looks lock. like he looks like okay, so he looks like Jason Muse if he got roided up. <laughs> they, the and Saints, those of you who don't know who that is, Google his name. The Saints had another dude that I saw his picture on um on the advocate one day during the playoffs and, and he was like he looked like Thor. But it wasn't uh it wasn't Anzalone. Um I'm looking for him now. Um I can't find him. Uh Austin Carr is another guy who is uh potential uh breakout player. If you wanna nominate someone early. Uh, but I I really like the the Ted Ginn. I, I think Ted Ginn is the bet I think Ted Ginn for the regression choice is even better than Cam Jordan because Cam Jordan, like Kevin said, he, even if he regresses, it won't be like off a cliff. Like Ted Ginn could go back to like 30 catches and 10 drops. Like, you know, um, but I love Anzalone. Anzal- Anzalone, before he got hurt, Andrew, he was coming along, right? Or was yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah, no, I thought he was getting a little bit better every game. You know, um, and they need lot like, like they need linebackers because I watched – uh, Philadelphia, they were cutting Minnesota up with their tight ends. Trey Burton, he he looked good in the Saints uniform. Uh, let's see, let's see questions. Uh, Kevin, are we cool with going full YOLO in the draft? Uh, well, we we answered that already. Uh, let's see. Uh, does Peyton Andrew? This is a good one. Does Peyton go full ABC? Always be crouting during the Pro Bowl. Will he and well him? Will he try to recruit for the better of America, uh, a la Axel Rosen slash? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I mean, how many of those guys are free agents are available to get, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if – I mean, if nothing else, it's a chance for him to evaluate people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Sean Payton always talks about this. Like, I remember him saying something Pro about – How do you value people at the fucking Pro Bowl? Well, so it's not so it's not the, the actual game. It's being able to practice with them. Just spend time with them for a week at practice, and you kind of get a feel for their personality, how they work. And and uh, I, I remember Sean Payton coaching in the Pro Bowl early. In, I think it was 2006, and I remember it was either in his book or in an interview. You know, he mentioned how valuable that was to spend time and kind of get to know like some players. And I remember that was how he like developed a friendship with Steve Smith and. Yeah. Um, re- really, you know, just kind of enjoyed his makeup and his competitive streak and that sort of thing. So, you know, and it's not that Steve Smith ever came to the Saints, but um, I don't know. There's some value there. I I, I don't think it's um, – I mean, you're probably overstating it. Who? Not, not a lot of those players become available. Let's see. Uh, you don't have to give me a name, Kevin, but, but give me a position – 
that'll be like the first day of free agency will be as excited as we were when the Saints got Jarris Bird in 2014. Like, give me a position where we would, like, the Saints would go all in with, like, mega money the first night of free agency. And, and like, Saints Twitter will be, like, fucking going bananas. A, a position that they would sign, you think? I mean, I would, ho- at, like, I would hope linebacker, maybe. Yeah. I don't know that there's a, I haven't looked at the names yet, but I don't know that there's a good name. But, but yeah, do you think, like, linebacker would pump people up, right? If they, like, went big. Linebacker the first day, like and not like, and not like AJ Klein, you know, like a like a name guy. Yeah, you're talking about in free agency. Yeah, like first day, like what would pump up fans the most? On honestly, there's just not a lot of positions the Saints don't need. You know, like I just offensive line. You know, they they have their five starters, so I, I would say that's less of like a major need. But I mean, they need depth, of course, but like. Honestly, besides maybe running back, there's no position on this team that like fans w- would not be excited about. They get a t- I think a tight end. I mean, even or- if they spend a lot on a corner, like let's say they get uh, Butler, you know, like even that, I, I just I think Saints fans would be cool with. Like they, I think no, Saints fans be- like. There'll be a there'll be a section of Saints Twitter that hates Malcolm Butler. There's a there's a chunk of Saints Twitter that thinks he's terrible this year. But I don't he care if they, they're day. wrong, and we have the T-shirts ready to go. Hashtag system you know, corner. You know, I asked a uh, Patriots fan yesterday. I said Trey Flowers is your best defender, right? And he was like, Yeah, either him or Malcolm Butler. He, <laughs> he, I was like, Really? I'm surprised to hear that, but they like him. Fans like him. Uh, I also asked fans how they're spending their off season. Now that the football's over, offseason, getting hammered and watching old Charlie's Angels reruns. Jiggle shows forever. Kevin, how do you spend your offseason besides with your lovely girlfriend who's letting you do this podcast tonight? Uh, well, and aside from playing board games, um, and again, that's not a euphemism for anything. That's mm-hmm. literally what we do. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I could feel the air quotes there, Kevin. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, but it's not like it's 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 not like she's setting. Like I can hear her setting up the board downstairs as we speak. I can't wait um, to play board games with my kid when he gets old enough, and kill him until he hits a certain age, yeah. beats you like twice, and then I want to just retire. Like when he flips over the risk board and everything goes everywhere, I'm like, pick that yeah, up. Like you want to, yeah. right? You want to piss the kid off for like a decade and a half straight, and then he beats you just a handful of times, and then you're like, all right, I'm retired. <laughs> So then he never gets full satisfaction. Yes. If you're going to play risk, you always have to start by getting Australasia. Yeah. It's the key. The fact. Um, yeah. So like my off season is just going to be spent, uh, doing that and, uh, uh, working out and, uh, yeah. Watching wrestling and just hanging out with uh, my buddies up here and drinking whiskey and yep. Here, I live a pretty. I live a pretty mundane life for somebody who's you know quote unquote single. Uh, this is a great question from uh, freaking fo- freaking about football. Fun funnest signing of the off season, Andrew Patrick Robinson. <laughs> who's who's up? For, I'm up. I'm down for that. Three. That year, doesn't sound very fun. 
Three years, fifteen million. Patrick Robinson. He had a pick six yesterday. I'm for it. I am here for it. I mean, the minute. I mean, he's old, man. The minute he's we sign him, he's he's, he's another guy that'll he's fall a, off a cliff. He's like Brandon. He's like he's like uh he's like homegrown Brandon Browner. Yeah, yeah. I'm for it though. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a quick question. Like, do the Saints even get a corner this off season, or know. or do they decide like you know? We feel good about Crawley and Lattimore. Those guys are our starters. You know, we feel good about PJ. He's our number three. And then we'll kind of see what happens with Delvin Bro. Yeah. You know, and, and then and then we've got a bunch of young guys we're developing, you know, um, Mallet and, you know, a couple others like that. So Sterling Moore, if they bring him back, he'd be a veteran backup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, I it's an interesting question. Like, I wonder if that's a position they won't really touch. I think I think they might not, but I think it just depends how the market goes. You know, like I I could see them jumping in on a guy if the mark like if the market is soft for Butler, it won't be. But if it if it would be, you know, I just I just feel like they want Butler. You know, like I <laughs> no, I think we they... want we want Butler because we want the T-shirt. That's what. It yeah, is. yeah, well, we do, but I just wonder. I wonder. I'm really curious about that. I, like, want, I want. They I, wanted Butler so bad. Like the Saints they, really wanted him. And he like, wanted wonder, the Saints because they were going to pay him. Yeah, I, yeah, but I wonder if now, like now, Lattimore being what he is and and Crawley kind of ascending, if the Saints seriously are like, no, we don't want him anymore. I, I wonder about that. Kevin, do I want Malcolm Butler to be on the Saints more, or do you want the Saints to trade down more in the, in this year's draft? Like it's close. Trade down. I I want Malcolm Butler so bad. I don't even, I don't even care that they don't need a corner, Andrew. I just... Pelicans Pelicans going to double overtime and uh, <laughs> Anthony Davis is fouled out. <laughs> just all right. Boogie's either going to take it over or have six turnovers. It'll be fun. Uh, all right. So that pretty much um, wraps things up. I don't think we have any more. Uh, question. So this is a fun. We're we're into the we're into the, the off season. We're into the dark slow time people. until free agency gets closer in March. Uh, we're into the slow time. Uh, we don't really give a shit about the Super Bowl. We might talk about that next week. But anyway, thirty one more donations away from Drunk History. We'll have episodes with Kevin and Andrew, and I have some. I have special guests lined up for Drunk History. Want to do it? Click on the donate button. Twenty dollars, best thing you'll do all year. So for Dave, who's in Las Vegas, probably drunk at Caesar's Palace, uh, on the floor somewhere, uh, surrounded by vodka and Skittles, uh, and Andrew and Kevin. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed.